0: This is the Hellgate Podcast. I'm Madeline Jackson, and I'm a writer and editor here at Hellgate. So Memorial Day is the unofficial start to the summer. New York beaches are open, people are picnicking in the parks, people are eating outside under the majestic scaffolding that remains to them for such activities. It's frolic season and debates about frolic etiquette are raging. Drink of the summer. Song of the summer? Barefoot summer? Question mark? Here today to answer all these questions, we have my fellow Hellgate writers and editors. Chris Robbins. What's up? Nick Pinto. Hey. Esther Wong. Hi, y'all. And Katie Way. Hey. hi. Let's start with a classic debate. Drink of the summer. My nomination is the humble bamboo. It's one part sherry, one part dry vermouth, Angostura bitters, orange bitters. It's like a low ABV martini kind of in terms of taste profile. You could stretch it out with a club soda of any brand, put it over ice. Could sip that all day long, go from the beach to the danger as the as the kids are calling it, to the bar, to the nightclub, to the boardroom?
1: (laughs) Thoughts? I feel like you're ticking a lot of boxes there. Mm-hmm. I do have a question for you, Sherry, when it's like 90 degrees, even if it's over ice, like, aren't I, isn't this like a hangover, like danger, like severe hangover danger? Cause like I'm picturing like drinking like three or four of these and it's like 85 degrees and someone's like, let's go to celebrate Brooklyn. And I'm like, I don't know, man, there's like a, there's like a six inch drill bit in between, you know, my temp, like mm-hmm. in my temple right now, like what's, what's going on. Is that a concern
2: I, I hear your concern, Chris, about the um the headache. I, I feel like my candidate might address that slightly, which is I would propose that the drink of the summer is a homeopathic tincture of of like ninety-nine part seltzer water to one part any inexpensive white wine.
1: <laughs> you can just drink
2: that. You can just drink that all day.
1: Wow. You're talking about microdosing.
2: Yeah. Well, no, because because I mean, what this permits is like extremely high volumes of consumption without penalty.
1: But how much intoxication are we talking about?
2: That, that, how how much are you prepared to drink?
1: Alternately, if you
2: guys if you guys do like um, hangovers, my, my other nomination for drink of the summer was going to be. Are you familiar with Buzz Balls? Yes. No. No. Uh, yeah. Ask your local liquor store if they stock Buzz Balls because they're like little hand grenade size. The, the novelty is pretty much entirely in the packaging. Otherwise, it's just like sugar and alcohol and artificial flavor. But but they come in these cute, just adorable little, they're almost like Christmas ornament orbs that are filled with just like a really toxic concoction. Um, and and they, they also come in like a very large, almost like the size of your head, also like a spherical um, presentation. Hell yeah.
3: I've never seen the big boy before. I've only encountered the like mini version.
2: Yeah, look for, look out for that.
0: Yeah, anybody else? Anybody else uh, drink of the summer?
4: Well, I was actually on the same wavelength as Nick, you know, thinking about low alcohol content, hydration. So my suggestion was going to be a white wine spritzer, which I feel has fallen out of fashion, but we should bring it back.
0: No, I'm a big fan of white wine on ice in the summer, little Pinot Grig, few okay. ice cubes.
3: I actually have a, I have a non-alcoholic nomination. Yeah. You know, wellness alert. Um, me and all my friends are getting obsessed with um, mm. this like energy drink. It's called Celsius. You may have noticed it I at your local this. bodega. Yeah, yeah, allegedly a workout supplement. It's like one of those like the whatever makes it an energy drink is um like a secret you know they keep it a secret from you is
2: there is there kratom in it or no no no
3: cra- kratom free i'm uh, goodbye to all that there is definitely caffeine and then there's some other stuff that's like not caffeine but it's like supposed to boost your metabolism which is obviously not why we're drinking it we're drinking it cuz it makes you you know feel like you're hacking the mainframe when you're writing an email <laughs> um and for me the summer is all about marathoning social events like if i'm not doing three things on a weekend day i'm fucking up and that means Mm -hmm. i need to be absolutely pounding these like skittles flavored drinks to the face and Mm -hmm. that's kind of what i've been doing so far they've kind of replaced coffee for me um my favorite flavor is called fantasy vibe and it's uh like (laughs) mandarin orange marshmallow yeah it's 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 pretty gassed but uh i'm looking to try them all so, you know, just just catch me with that that skinny little can.
2: Did we did we fuck up by not like securing endorsements before? I feel like this was an opportunity. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. We should have gotten
3: Celsius should sponsor me. Actually, if they're looking for anyone, they should be looking for me. I'm I'm a perfect candidate. I feel I might try to I might try to influence. I'm not above that. I'm not better than that.
2: No. Hellgate is open for business.
1: So like when I think of Drink of the summer, I generally think of Taylor Swift. And what? Taylor Swift is taking the world by storm. And plenty of Swifties, including the staff of Omni Boston Hotel at the Seaport, are drawing inspiration from her record-breaking <laughs> Eras tour.
0: This is true.
1: Um, there's one particular recipe at the Omni Boston Hotel at the Seaport's rooftop restaurant, Lifted, that they're serving.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. Um,
1: that I've really been enjoying. It's called the French 1989 It's two ounces of Bombay Sapphire gin, one ounce of lemon juice, two ounces of Prosecco, one ounce of (laughs) strawberry rose syrup. And you combine all that, you shake it and strain it over a coupe and top it with Prosecco. And it's just a fantastic (laughs) drink of the summer that I completely came up with off the top of my head.
3: That sounds really good.
0: Interesting.
1: I Googled uh, or I searched my inbox for drink of the summer and this was the PR email that came up the first one. So I cheated a little bit.
3: No, we got to try that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, honestly, it's the best one of these three. What was the worst one? You know, they do this starlight pear lemonade, which inv- has, like, lavender syrup and desert pear syrup, and I don't know about that. Also, the bad blood sangria, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. which is Pinot Noir. It, it, it's basically, like, a bastardized sangria with, like, some, some weird purees in it. Didn't sound very good. But the French 1989, definitely... Definitely quaffable.
4: Don't you think the drink of this summer should only have, like, at max, two ingredients?
0: Topo Mescal. Yeah. Topo Mescal.
4: Exactly. Exactly. Ranch water. You know, simplicity, ease of transport, ease of making, a clean flavor profile.
1: Yeah. Or, or what if it was just, like, a beer? You know? <laughs> like... I've, I've really been enjoying like just... You heard it here first, Takata. Yeah, well, I was going to say like the <laughs> Sapporo oil can is like a great beer of the summer because Ooh. it's like super light. It's a tall boy. Those cans are indestructible, so you don't have to really worry about, you know, dentage or breakage. And it's like standardized pricing of like four to five bucks across the city. It's pretty good, you know, if you're just trying to grab something quick and easy.
0: Drink of the summer is like whatever a tall boy is like randomly a dollar 50 at your bodega. What about song of the summer? For me, it's got to be well there's actually a really cool not to go earnest mode, but there's a really cool uh sad song by the New York based singer-songwriter Julie Byrne called Summer Glass. It's both like a very like breezy kind of like a, you can imagine uh, you know, going on a solo road trip with the wind in your hair, listening to it, and also very heavy. If you want to dive into it, um, highly recommend.
4: I feel like it's a bold choice, a sad song for song of the summer. Is that your usual mood or vibe in the summertime, Adlon? <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if we want to get into that. But this year, yeah, this year
0: I'm going. I'm going contemplative. It's a contemplative summer for me.
3: I think the song that I've been hearing the most so far as we sort of transition into summer that I've been like really noticing and have been like, oh, this is kind of the vibe is um, Mrs. Officer by Lil Wayne. I feel it, like oh, it's yeah. actually like it's kind of having a moment like I, I feel like I'm hearing it. I'm hearing it out. I'm hearing it like from cars like I'm hearing it when I play it for myself in my house. You mm-hmm. know, I just think it's like. We're boomeranging back, that shit is completely cool again, mm-hmm. uh, like a cop car, you know what I mean? So, definitely, just give it a listen, I feel like you will you will be enjoying what you hear.
2: You know, I can, like, building off of that, if we're just going off of what we're hearing coming out of passing car windows, it four times now since the weather got good, and it's been different cars, so this is not just, like, one freak, um... I've, I've heard uh, Color Me Beds, I Want to Sex You Up, Ooh. like a high volume, Wow, like slow, slow car, high volume in different neighborhoods across Brooklyn. So that, you yeah. know, another possible resurgence.
1: Like an old timey record executive, Hellgate should spend like tons of money just like forcing a song of the summer down people's throats <laughs> by just blasting it from the back of a truck throughout the five boroughs. What would you want to do that with, Chris? What's your, um, What are you planting? My my song of the summer. It's timeless. I can't think of a better one. Is George Benson's "Breezin," which I listened to a lot last summer when I was looking for Kathy Hochul's "Bump Ass Home" in Virginia, and it's a gr- it's a classic, just wonderful song that you kind of have to be moving to really appreciate. But it's fantastic summertime vibes. It's. It's my like all time song in summer.
4: Wait, Chris, I'm not familiar with that song. How does it how does it go? Uh, well can th- you sing it? It's, Nick, can
2: it's, you give it's, us it's <laughs> actually bars.
1: It's actually an instrumental, so I can't sing it. Can you hum it? I could whistle it.
2: Oh, I hope you do that. Yeah, only, can you
4: please?
3: Only that janitor was here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, all right. Wow. <laughs> and then, like, an orchestra comes I'm in. And, and, like, yeah, and there's, like, guitars and stuff. It's great.
0: That actually did cause me to, rem- yeah. like, mm-hmm. re- like, remember that song. Like, that actually did, like, <laughs> make me be like, oh, yeah, that song. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Adlin. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, it's good. It's great. Like, like, if you listen to it, you're like, oh, right, that song. Activity of the
4: Summer, Whistling. Well, I, I appreciate that, you know, we're choosing... We're not all choosing new songs because my nomination is a song that I've been listening to on my biking playlist, which is Fleetwood Mac's Everywhere, a total banger. Um, There's literally no reason why I'm choosing it, except that I really like it and I've been listening to it a lot. But I only listen to like 20 songs.
2: And how does that song go? Well, live by the sword, die by the sword.
1: (laughs) (laughs)
4: I'm not going to subject you all to, like, my shitty karaoke rendering um, of Christine McVie, so.
0: Hi there. This is Adlin Jackson again, a writer-editor at Hellgate. I know you like our podcast so far. Wouldn't you like even more Hellgate in your life? Well, subscribe. Hellgate is New York City's only worker-owned news site. Our goal is to bring our readers stories that are trenchant, playful, outraged, irreverent, useful, and never a tour to read. Go to hellgatenyc.com slash products to subscribe. Okay, back to the podcast. Katie's uh, choice reminded me of we're going through a kind of a mid-2000s nostalgia moment and uh, potentially the most odious kind of manifestation of this is this utterly despicable idea of a barefoot boy summer. So I'm looking at an article in a vertical, in a legacy media publication. And the title is, it's going to be a barefoot boy summer. And then the illustration is four kind of collaged photos of various celebrities walking around with their bare feet, their little piggies of scratching the asphalt holding various iced coffee drinks not acceptable to me
2: i feel like it, it's 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 disconcerting that it's 2023 and we're, we're still having a conversation about the responsibilities of media in terms of platforming
1: <laughs> um yeah thank you
4: truly truly odious ideas i
3: also don't think we should be taking our cues on how to dress from jacob a lord sure. like we're actually all not him. And I, I do not want to see people copying him. I do not want to see the purses. I'm sick of it. We've already been through this with Harry Styles. Pissing mm-hmm. me off.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: Wait, who is Jacob Elordi? Is he like the new Harry Styles? His euphoria. Uh, he's the Australian euphoria guy.
2: And he's our and he's our barefoot boy.
4: He literally walks around LA barefoot.
3: I guess he did it in one picture. That's what I'm saying. This is like fake news, actually. <laughs> yeah, this is astroturfing. Yeah, 100%. We will not be doing this.
1: Yeah. They're doing the thing where it's like, ooh, I'm going to like, I'm barefoot in my home in LA and I'm going to get in my car barefoot and drive to the Starbucks barefoot and then get out of the car and then walk to the Starbucks barefoot and then walk back barefoot. That's not barefoot summer. That's just like, you're kind of, you need to put some fucking shoes on is what that is. All right. It's also like, it kind of speaks to the, not
0: to like be a need like turn this into like a New York versus LA thing, but it does speak to like a kind of like emptiness to the LA lifestyle of just like of like you're doing so few things that you don't need to put on shoes. I definitely do think that like they're like stylists or whatever they're like like whatever told them to do this. I think it is like part of this like mid-2000s kind of like Perez Hilton era nostalgia. I wouldn't diagnose it as like LA culture but I think it's like LA celebrity kind of image culture. So we're definitely not doing Barefoot Boys. What are we doing this summer? Trend report.
3: Okay, well, my brief, uh, my very brief report that I plan on expanding on in a written story is that I think speed dating is in a disturbing amount of people I know seem to be engaging in speed dating and they're describing it as like pretty across the board, like humiliating and unpleasant, which is like, you know, fair enough. That only makes me want to try it more. Frankly, I didn't really think that was a thing outside of like the show Friends which I've never seen. I don't even know if they do that on friends. But um yeah, that's that's the only thing I've seen so far that I'm like, why is this happening? This feels very specific to this moment. Mm-hmm. Also I think ketamine might be out. And, you know, that's that's all I have to say.
4: I mean, I I feel like humiliating and unpleasant just describes dating in general.
0: This is more of a like late spring, like a uh the best days of spring recommendation. But I have been carrying the flag of The Red Sauce first date, which is you go to like an old, like really dusty Italian restaurant on a first date. You dress up, you wear a nice jacket and a nice shirt, and you have like a really, you manifest a kind of movie, television show, rom-com kind of first date energy. I think a problem with dating right now, especially in New York, is that... Everyone's like, oh my God, we hate the dating apps, but like, you know, you you have to, you have to make it a little bit more special. I like that. Red sauce first date, dress up, go to a red sauce place.
1: So earnestness is in, is what you're kind of saying. Yes. Yes. I think broadly. Yeah. Okay. Earnestness, but also like a little bit of effort. But also fun because red sauce places are good, but also they're extremely like kind of silly and that's not taking oneself too seriously. That That's good. I like that. I'm, I'm winging it here, but like to build on what Adlin just said, I'm going to say reservations are out. Like making reservations over planning shit is fucking out, man. Like it's, it's exhausting. The stakes are too high. Like no more of that. We live in a town that blessedly doesn't require like that level of like sort of strategery. So I'm gonna go ahead and say, like, making reservations is out. Showing up to shit, like, <laughs> 15 minutes beforehand is in. Agree. Yeah, as as just a, as a way to live one's life and move about town. Also, puppies are in because I have a new puppy, and puppies got to be in.
0: Also, like, like the fucking QR code menu. How can we still be doing that? Like, that's so like it feels so. I don't want to look at the menu on my phone. I want to. I want to sheet. I want a tactile sensation.
4: What is what is people's opposition to the QR code menu? Because I guess I just personally don't really care one way or the other.
0: I just like getting handed. Like, I don't know. Like, it feels like a kind of like chipping away at the like restaurant experience. Like... I don't know. I want to get, like, re- a recommendation.
4: Well, what would happen if you go to the old, like, the the Red Sauce Italian restaurant and they tell you to scan a QR code to look at the menu? What would you do?
2: We're calling it off. <laughs> Let's go to fucking... That's not, that's not his. That's not the right kind of place. I, mean, I I don't know this for a certainty, but I'm pretty sure that QR codes are, like, an on-ramp into the, like, surveillance capitalism data exhaust thing where, like, now they have your phone ID now that you know like you know it facilitates marketing and like data analysis of your habits in a way that if you just look at a paper menu the algorithm doesn't know
1: yeah but I feel like that's like only the most sophisticated restaurants are doing that like the fucking most places that still have QR codes are just like the battered duct taped pieces of shit that have lasted you know three years of angry surly, desperate people, like, you know, pounding on them or whatever. I don't know. I'm a big fan of just signage, just like pointing to like the thing on the mm-hmm. wall. That's like there for all to see. And it's not tactile, but also like, I don't know, it's like even simpler. You don't have as much bullshit around, you know, it's just like, hey, you want to know what we have there? It's it's all there.
4: You know, I, I wish this were a trend, but I really wish restaurants just had like two items on the menu. Like, don't you just get overwhelmed by choice? And I feel like if you're bold enough to have only like two or three items on the menu, you've like perfected those items and you know they're going to be good. And you like, you're standing by your art, you know, your craft. I wish that were, I wish that were a trend.
2: I'm just really looking forward to the raft of city council legislation that's going to come out of this episode (laughs) to Help make New York City the the place we want it to be.
4: Ban QR codes. Ban QR codes. Ban bare feet in public. (laughs) No more
2: than two (laughs) menu items.
0: That's it for this week's Hellgate podcast. Hellgate is a worker-owned, subscriber-funded news outlet covering New York City. Our editorial team is Nick Pinto, Max Rivlin-Nadler, Christopher Robbins, Esther Wong, Katie Way, and me, Adlin Jackson. Nadia Teicholsker is our business manager. Lauren Vespoli is our producer. Our theme music is by Groupwork. You can find their music on Bandcamp and all streaming platforms. This podcast is engineered by Crutch Phrase Studio. During the week, check out hellgatenyc.com for daily reporting, in-depth investigations, and more stories about New York City. And if you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.